What's going on, everybody? It is your man's Jose Ledesma back on the mic, and today we are going to do week two predictions. So without further ado, let us get started. Uh, 49ers going to New York to play the Jets uh, with Le'Veon Bell being out, um, and 49ers also losing Sherman and D. Ford for this game. I still believe the 49ers defense is going to be very good against the Jets offense just because Sam Donald just doesn't have much to work with. Plus, the offensive line is still very shaky like it was last year, even though Mekhi Becton, their first-round pick, has really played pretty well. With that being said, I feel this game is going to be 20-10 to 10, San Francisco. Um, yeah, I just feel like with the weapons that Jets have, it's just the lack of Sam Donald is going to have a tough time, and there's going to be a lot of third and longs, which the 49ers D-line can get to the quarterback. So that's how I feel this will play out. Off to the next game, Broncos versus the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, even with the injuries that Denver has right now on the defensive side, they still played really well against Tennessee. And with that, I feel like this will be a competitive game. But Pittsburgh, I think, will edge it out with the uh, how much veterans, how many veterans they have and the leadership overall, and also just them having Big Ben back will also just continue to help out this offense and for them to produce points. And let's not forget how good Steelers' defense is as well. I feel like they'll get all over Drew Locke and that an offensive line and just eat them up. With that being said, this game I feel should be 28-7. to seven. Um, I'll give them, actually, I'll give them three more points. Let's go 28-10 Steelers. Off to the next game, New York Giants playing the Chicago Bears. Chicago showed, or should I say Mitch Trubisky showed, that even with the the bad first three quarters they had, Mitch was able to lead them back and show that he can at least be the starting quarterback for now. But Giants are going to want to show that they're better than what they were in the Monday night game against the Steelers, especially Saquon Barkley having less yards rushing than Big Ben. Uh, which is pretty embarrassing. In this game in particular, I still think Chicago's defense, especially the pass rushers Quinn and Khalil Mack, will make Danny Dimes fumble a lot as he has a problem doing. So with that being said, I just feel this is going to be a defensive struggle all the way around. It's 13-10 Chicago. Off to the next game, uh, L.A. Rams going to Philly to play the Eagles. This should be a fun game at least for the Rams, that is. I think the Rams, even though they are top-heavy and are one injury away from derailing their whole season, those stars they do have, especially on the defensive side, do come to play. And with all the injuries Eagles have on that offensive line and how dominant Washington football's team defensive line was last week against them, I just feel Aaron Darnold's going to eat against this Eagles O-line. So with that being the deciding factor, in my opinion, Eagles, I mean, Sorry, Rams should win 28-21 L.A. Off to the next game, Minnesota going to Minneapolis. Uh, Minnesota going to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Phillip Rivers did have a bad game last week, but I think they will bounce back even with the loss of Marlon Lack on the Mac on the Achilles. Jonathan Taylor should be able to take most of the carries and be able to keep them in games and keep them very competitive, especially in this one with Minnesota's secondary showing that it's very weak. Um, Phillip Rivers should be able to take advantage of this, in my opinion, 
uh, and especially Indianapolis being at home, them finally getting their own environment, being around their own, even though there's no home crowds, at least they'll be in their own stadium, be comfortable where they're at. But this will be a high-scoring game. My prediction is 31-28, meaning Apples, um, uh, Indianapolis, the Colts. But yeah, Phillip Rivers should have a better game, especially against this poor secondary. But Kirk Cousins should throw some points too at the end in the fourth quarter. 31-28, Colts. Next game is Buffalo Bills going to Miami to play the Dolphins. Buffalo still a very good team, as we saw last week. And Miami was pretty consistent against the Patriots, even though they couldn't slow down Cam Newton. Buffalo should be able to score downfield or at least get in the median, uh, middle of the field, attack the middle of the field because the linebackers are not that great in coverage. Even with that being said, Buffalo should struggle because of the fact Dolphins secondary is so good. But I think uh, Miami's offense is going to struggle more than Buffalo's. And I think that's where the final straw will come in at the end of the game. So I have Buffalo winning this 14-10 Buffalo. Detroit going to Green Bay to play the Packers. With the Packers, I believe they do have some home uh, people go, playing in the home crowd or being yeah fans in the home crowd, which I think will help Green Bay out a bit. Um, and Detroit having not such a great showing, especially in their pass defense in the first court, fourth quarter last week against Chicago. If they can give up 21 in the fourth quarter to Mitchell Trubisky and how great Aaron Rodgers played last week, I don't think this game will be competitive after halftime, I think it'll just be lopsided towards the end. Let's go Detroit, or Packers, I should say, 35-14, to 14, Green Bay. Off to the next game, Falcons going to Dallas to play the Cowboys. Uh, this is the one game I'm honestly the most flip-floppy about. I don't know, honestly, who's really going to win this. Um, but I will pick the home team, Dallas. I just feel with the running game, uh, we'll be able to keep Matt Ryan off the field. Because uh, both defenses right now are dealing with injuries and are just both playing very shaky. And I just feel whoever has the ball last will win this game. But I will go Dallas 28-21. Panthers going to Tampa Bay. Uh, we, As I mentioned in the Week 1 predictions and in the NFC season predictions, Panthers defense just doesn't have the talent. They're not stopping anybody like they did last week with the Raiders. And I think it's going to even be worse this week with Tampa Bay coming in, uh, playing against that defense. Tom Brady, yes, he had a bad game last week with those two bad interceptions. I just feel that was bad communication between him and Mike Evans and the other receivers. But Mike Evans should be healthy actually this week. He will play, reports are saying. So if he is healthy like they say he is, just know that Tom Brady will have a bounce back week. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, though, did impress. Christian McCaffrey, great as always. So there will be some points scored by them. It won't be complete annihilation. And also since there are rivalries um, in the NFC South, we'll also keep, keep it competitive. Tampa Bay, 21. Carolina, 7. Um, it doesn't seem super competitive, but I feel like that last touchdown will be towards the end of the game uh, where Gronk can get in on the last score. Let's go to Jacksonville going to Tennessee. Tennessee played very well, as we knew, last week against the Denver Broncos running the ball. Tannehill made some key throws. Um, but Jacksonville with Gardner Minshew, he balled out last week. Completely shocked everybody. No one knew he could play that well up to this point. So with that being said, 
I do feel this game is going to be closer than people would like. Jacksonville, honestly, in my opinion, could probably win this game, but I will go Tennessee. Let's go Tennessee 16-13. to Both defenses might play very well, actually, especially Jacksonville proving how well they can play against the run. Uh, granted, it was against Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, who is not Derrick Henry, but I feel like they will key in on Derrick Henry and make Ryan Tannehill throw the ball down the field. So that is why I will go with that as the main score and points of the game. Washington football team going to Arizona to play the Cardinals. This was another game I was honestly tough choosing because Washington, as we know, has a great front four, can get to the quarterback. But Kyler Murray, as he showed last week against the 49ers, he can escape like Russell Wilson, and he trusts D-Hop and that receiving core. So just for, honestly, the lack of defensive backs that Washington has, and I don't really – they have good corners, but they're not guys that I would say can lock down D-Hop. Um, and I feel like that's the difference in this game. I'm going to go with Cardinals 20, Washington football team 17. On to the Chiefs versus the Chargers. Chiefs, the Chargers are, are super disappointing. Even though they did win last week, they were disappointing as an offense. And if they can't go down the field and score, they're going to look really bad against the Kansas City Chiefs. So with me not trusting their offense, I think Kansas City is going to annihilate them. I'm going to go 35-14. to 35-14 Kansas City. Uh, and that 14 points for the L.A. Chargers are going to be garbage time points. And not going to be fun for them at all. Uh, off to the next game, Baltimore versus Texans uh, in Houston. Texans showed last week against the Chiefs that, yes, they can score, or at least Deshaun Watson can score, but they're not willing to keep up with the firepower and the consistency of that offense or that defense, honestly. That roster I just don't like around Deshaun Watson. Um yeah, so I just I just don't trust it, especially that offensive line of Deshaun Watson. It hasn't it's not improving. Um, Laramie Tunsil, even though he's the highest paid left tackle, is not playing like it. Baltimore has just the the best roster in the NFL, in my opinion, and I just feel they're just gonna run it down Houston's throat. So let's go 28-14 Baltimore. Sunday night game, big game, honestly. I think this game's gonna be a lot of fun, but I do not think the New England Patriots can come to Seattle and win. Seattle is just, yes, they don't have, even though they don't have the home crowd, they're just hard to beat on primetime home games. Um, but Cam Newton did impress last week. He did play very well. I do inspect, expect him to play better this week because, honestly, in my opinion, Seattle's defense is not as talented as Miami's. Um, but even with that being said, Russell Wilson's on fire right now. Uh, the Bill Belichick will try to scheme up a way to slow down DK Metcalf. But even with that, it's just hard to slow down Russell Wilson in general. Uh, I will go 21-7. to seven. No, no, scratch that. 21-14 Seattle. On to the Monday night game. The Raiders are opening their first home game in Las Vegas against the New Orleans Saints. Jeez, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a hard task, you know what I mean, to ask of uh, – a new home team against going against them. Even though the Saints are without Michael Thomas, that's still a big task to handle. I do feel Drew Brees will still find a way to get the ball to his other receivers, not named Michael Thomas since he's not playing. Manuel Sanders should be a big name to watch out for if you guys are in fantasy. 
I think he will produce. But where the big difference is, in my opinion, is the Raiders' offense versus the Saints' defense. Saints' defense proves that they can stop the run, or at least they're good at stopping the run, and then throwing it at guys like Marshawn Lattimore, uh, and, and that secondary is a hard thing to do. Um, I do feel like they will try to make the Raiders one-dimensional. Will will then force Derek Carr to pass, and who knows? Maybe he'll have a big game, or maybe he'll struggle and throw some picks. So with that being said, I do feel like the Saints will beat the Raiders 34, I mean 32-24 Saints. Well, thank you everybody for listening. It was a quick episode. I wanted to get this out yesterday, and I and I kind of had to rush through it today, unfortunately. But I do appreciate you guys' time, and hope you guys have a beautiful Saturday and enjoy Football Sunday tomorrow. Uh, oh, no, actually, there is a segment I forgot. Browns versus the Bengals. Let's review that real quick. In my opinion, it's going to be very short. In my opinion, Joe Burrow proves is proving he's a franchise quarterback. He's already, in my opinion the third best quarterback in that division, or at least better than Baker Mayfield. Um, Baker Mayfield, man, he is showing that he needs all the help in the world just to be just to be good enough. Joe Burrow, man, he he has good receivers, I will say that, but that offensive line, man, was getting destroyed, and he was taking a lot of hits. But even with that being said, Joe Burrow by himself made all the plays to keep that Bengals team in the game. Honestly, the Browns could have lost – but Kevin Stefanski called a good game. They relied on the running game a lot. The defense made some plays on passing downs. Not enough to slow down Joe Burrow, but just every once in a while in third town to slow it down a little bit. But here's my problem with the Browns. Not just besides Baker Mayfield, because I just think he's closer to Case Keenum than he is to any first overall pick I've ever seen get drafted talent-wise. He's He needs to be in that type of system he's in now to succeed and win games or even put up stats. Um, but the Browns' defense has a lot to work on, especially that secondary. Joe Woods being the defensive coordinator, I thought he would run more of a Seattle-type scheme or the 49ers' type of scheme, which is who he was with last year, the 49ers, as their defensive passing coordinator. And he's not running that scheme. I'm seeing that he's running more of a Minnesota Vikings-type of scheme where – the, the corners are a lot to be asked for, and the safeties can kind of roam around and, and play around because Andrew Zendejo, who was from Minnesota, was doing a lot of that. He was playing the Harrison Smith type role. He would roll down to play in the box, or he would play in coverage, or he would just roam around and see what happens when this play is snapped and then do what he wanted to do. Um, that I don't think that defense is going to work for the Browns. you got to help out your corners, even though Denzel Ward – uh, and Terrence Mitchell are good corners. You you got to run a certain scheme, a different type of scheme to help those guys out because they Joe Burrow was dicing them up. There's no way around it. He was dicing them up. He was getting first downs. He had touchdowns, and that was with AJ Green dropping like two, three passes. Um, who I think is already a step slower than what he used to be, especially in that game. There were some there were some balls I was surprised he dropped, especially being the talent that he he has been and was, but. With that being said, Joe Burrow's the guy. Baker Mayfield's probably out after this year if he can't step it up. The Browns' defense needs to tighten up. Bengals' offensive line needs to tighten up. And they need to start bringing in free agents, left draft picks next year for that section of the team because Joe Burrow was running for his life. Um, Browns, they're they're in the middle of the pack right now. They need to figure out if that's who they're going to be. 
and they need to improve on defense. But Bengals, their future's bright with Joe Burrow. They need to continue to protect him. They need to continue to bring pieces around him. I'm starting to like what I see from Joe Burrow, period. Um, and not really much else outside of him besides the receivers as well. But, yeah, that is it, everybody. This is finally it. I appreciate you listening. Have a good Saturday and enjoy football Sunday tomorrow. Bye-bye.